From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. And I'm Jennifer Schott, budget and appropriations reporter. And it is crunch time, folks, uh, for Congress to deal with a double-barreled fiscal crisis that we want to talk about this week because the game of political chicken over a government shutdown and a debt default has intensified. This coming week is going to be critical to figuring out if either of those happen. Uh, There is a key vote Monday night in the Senate, Jen. Tell us what the game plan is and what we can expect. We are not entirely sure what to expect from this Senate vote on Monday evening. It will be a procedural vote. It's known as cloture on the motion to proceed for those who really like to be in the Senate weeds on procedural issues. And essentially, this means that in order for this legislation to advance towards final passage in the Senate, at least 60 senators need to support it. And of course, in an evenly divided 50-50 Senate, that would require 10 Republicans to back this piece of legislation, which right now um, doesn't exist because Democrats added language to this temporary government funding measure that would suspend the nation's debt limit through December of 2022. And of course, we've heard from Republicans, predominantly Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, for months now that they don't believe that they should need to support uh, debt limit legislation during this session of Congress because Democrats are in the majority and are advancing uh, legislation uh, in a partisan manner through the budget reconciliation process. Yeah, we should say the package on the table would extend current funding for all federal agencies through December 3rd because we should say that they haven't gotten their work done on time again, as usual, on appropriations. Fiscal year starts October 1st. There won't be any money without a stopgap. This stopgap gives them a little more than two months of extra time to get that done. And so we would extend funding to December 3rd. Republicans don't really have a problem with that. But attached to it is this suspension of the debt limit through next year. And they are playing political hardball here. There is a big partisan standoff over the debt limit that could sink this whole package. And Jen, the way it looks to me right now is it will sink the whole package on a procedural vote Monday because Republicans have been pretty adamant that they won't vote for anything that extends the debt limit that they would have to vote for. And so it's hard to see how Democrats get the 10 Republican votes they need in the Senate to advance this Monday night. Right. And myself and pretty much the entire congressional press corps have been asking Democratic senators about this throughout the week, you know, saying, how do you get to some sort of middle ground here with Republicans where they could support this package? Uh, And if you can't reach any agreement, um, you know, what is the sort of plan B here? You know, what is the fallback option to avoid a government shutdown on October 1st when the new fiscal year begins? And then beyond that, by a couple of weeks, potentially a full month or so, what is the plan to address the debt limit? Um, Because it seems like there is a really sort of, you know, firm stalemate between Republicans and Democrats on how to address that issue. And what myself and others have been hearing throughout the week is really that there aren't substantial negotiations 
or really negotiations at all between Senate Republicans and Senate Democrats about getting to some sort of compromise agreement on this package or really figuring out a plan B. Um, you know, yesterday on Thursday, a lot of us spoke with Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin and said, you know, what is the plan? You know, everyone sort of expects this procedural vote will be unsuccessful, that the bill will not advance. And he said, you know, at this point, it's just sort of he they want to see what happens if 10 Senate Republicans were to sort of change their stance and vote with Democrats to advance the legislation. But when I asked him, you know, what are those efforts looking like behind the scenes? You know, what are negotiate what negotiations are going on? Who's talking to whom? He basically said there are no negotiations. So it really seems like the plan right now is to have an unsuccessful cloture vote and then move forward with something. But whether or not Democrats know what that something is yet is really uncertain. Yeah. And what's interesting about this is it's it's just a brazen political fight on the debt limit. It's not really on the substance of it, because if you listen to Mitch McConnell closely, he doesn't argue that they, they should just ignore the debt limit and not suspend it. He acknowledges that the debt limit needs to be suspended or raised. His only point is it should only be Democrats who take the heat for doing it and Republicans shouldn't have to help them. That's just a political argument. Uh, and it just shows they're so incensed that partisan tensions have been brought to such a boil over the, the Democrats' reconciliation package, this $3.5 trillion package that Republicans hate. Uh, and they're so steamed about that that they want Democrats to pay a political price, which is take the heat alone for raising the debt limit. Uh, and that's the game McConnell has decided to play here, uh, purely a political fight. And Democrats, they bo and both sides know that the debt limit has to be suspended to avoid the Treasury not being able to pay all its bills. We should remind people, we've lived without a debt limit for two years already, but it was reinstated uh, last month. That's when the last suspension expired. The debt limit was reset at $28.4 trillion, but we've already, we're already breaching that limit. And Treasury has to resort to all these so-called extraordinary measures of juggling accounts around and delaying some payments and stuff to be able to borrow more money. Uh, but all of that's going to run out by next month, the Treasury says. And so they need this action by next month is the best guess. And Republicans aren't willing to play ball. And so the, the dilemma Democrats have now is how do they get this debt limit suspended with the least amount of political pain? They are still very eager to make Republicans share in the burden of it because they argue, look, debt's piled up over the last years based on spending from both parties, and in, both in the White House and in Congress. And so both parties should be responsible for suspending the debt limit because there's no other choice. And Republicans are just saying, no, we won't play that game. That's the dilemma they're trying to figure out now. And getting out of it is just going to be a mess. Yeah, this has been a really interesting sort of governing and political exercise that all of us have been watching unfold during the past few weeks and couple of months. 
Uh, and I've actually been talking to some Republican senators about this on the Hill and asking them, do you have any concern that this sort of strategy of saying, you know, if one party has unified control of government, they are solely responsible for the debt limit could create substantial problems for Republicans in the future, because just sort of practically speaking, at some point in time, Republicans will probably once again have unified control of government, you know, the House, the Senate and the White House. And are they concerned that at any point in time, once that happens, Democrats may bring up these talking points again, especially if Republicans are using the budget reconciliation process to advance some sort of partisan GOP legislative goal, be it on tax policy, spending, something else. Uh, And they have really not wanted to substantially address that question because, of course, Republicans are, you know, especially if they had a narrow majority or even a 50-50 majority in the Senate, uh, Republicans themselves are relatively unlikely to be able to single-handedly handle a debt limit suspension. Um, And so they might be putting themselves in a position in the future where the Democrats say, you know, hey, especially if Democrats do have to go it alone somehow and do this through the budget reconciliation process this time, you know, in the future, this could sort of, you know, Republicans could be essentially painting themselves into a corner on debt limit legislation. And so that's something that the party doesn't really want to be discussing right now, um, because it could potentially set them up for really complicated uh, hurdles in the future. And so I think that's another part of this negotiating point um, that could be pretty challenging for Congress in future years. Okay, but let's talk about the most immediate deadline, which is September 30, uh, because that's when the fiscal year ends, and that's when the threat of a government shutdown looms. Uh, So the key question first is, is there going to be a shutdown? Um, I don't know what what you think, Jenna. My take is they're pretty determined to avoid a shutdown, and so... If this thing goes down Monday night and they can't get bipartisan support, seems to me the most likely step at that point is they strip the debt limit measure out of this stopgap funding bill and just pass some kind of stopgap measure alone to avoid a shutdown. And then they'll have to deal with the debt limit a little later. That'd be my best guess, because I don't think either side really wants a shutdown, and no one wants to take the political heat for another shutdown. They know it's very costly, both politically and economically. It costs the government money to stop and restart up and screw with contracts and the rest. Um, And so both sides, no one wants a shutdown, and I don't think Democrats are going to want the political heat for shutting down the government, even if they try to blame Republicans for it. Democrats are the majority party. They know they know there's going to be blowback on all of them if there's a shutdown. Um, so it seems to me that if this doesn't work Monday night, at some point they blink, the debt limit gets stripped out, and they just pass a pure stopgap. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the options that Democrats are discussing and trying to figure out behind the scenes on Capitol Hill lately. Uh, But Democrats have been very adamant that they want a debt limit suspension to move in a bipartisan manner and attaching it to a must-pass government funding bill 
that also includes billions uh, in disaster aid to help states recover from hurricanes, wildfires, and the like, as well as you know, billions of dollars to help relocate Afghan refugees who helped the U.S. during the war. You know, I think this is sort of a Democrats wanted this to be a good shot to pull some GOP votes onto that procedural vote in the Senate. And so I think if they remove debt limit from this, I'm sort of curious what the option would be to advance a debt limit bill through the Senate. Um, and, you know, whether or not they do that in a standalone way or attach it to some other package. The defense authorization bill is advancing right now. I don't think that a final version of it will be done for a couple months, which probably puts us past the X date. But generally in Congress, when you have something that is slightly less popular, um, you try to attach it to something that is really popular in order to get it through that the Senate's 60 vote cloture threshold. Uh, and I'm not really sure what, besides a must-pass government funding bill, Democrats would have to attach the debt limit to in the coming weeks as we head towards this mid-October to late-October window for when the Treasury Department is going to exhaust these accounting maneuvers and no longer be able to pay all of the nation's bills in full and on time. And so that's the thing that I've been thinking about mostly this week in terms of if they remove debt limit from the CR, yes, it avoids a government shutdown through December 3rd at the very earliest, but I don't really see a clear path in the October, early November timeframe for what other must-pass legislation would be moving through Congress that Democrats could attach debt limit to, which of course really leaves them with the option of trying to move it single-handedly through the budget reconciliation process, as Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has been calling for them to do for months. But as our colleague Paul Krawczak laid out in detail this week in a story, that's a really time-consuming, complicated process that would involve the parliamentarian in the Senate um, in a very detailed way, and that isn't necessarily a cut-and-dry path forward. And so there's a lot of complicated negotiations and um, procedural issues facing the debt limit um, if Democrats continue to try to advance it in a bipartisan way. And so I think that's the biggest question in terms of what happens to this temporary government funding measure is, you know, what's the backup plan for addressing the debt limit and avoiding um, essentially what is referred to as a default? That is the million dollar question. And it does seem like if this, if this play doesn't work by attaching it to the stopgap funding, there may be no other recourse but to try to do it through reconciliation in a partisan vote, as McConnell wanted. Uh, and you're right, it is a more cumbersome process that is subject to a lot of parliamentary rules, and it, it gets hairy, and they may not just be able to suspend the debt limit. They may have to raise it to a certain dollar threshold. It's a whole mess of complications that come with it, and it may be time-consuming. On the other hand, they may not have a choice um, if they can't find another vehicle there may be no other alternative but to use the partisan reconciliation process yet again um, for the debt limit. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a mess either way. But on the other hand, they don't want to shut down. So, and you're right. There may be there may be a few Republicans who who might vote for this combined stopgap funding and debt limit package because it does contain disaster aid. 
I know the Louisiana senators have been, who are Republican, have been equivocating over whether they would support this measure right now because it does provide a lot of money for their state in disaster relief that they may not want to turn down or it may look bad if they vote against it. Um, but that's just a few Republicans. I, I don't see how they get 10 Republicans to join them on that. So it still doesn't seem like that'll work on Monday night. And they're left with this dilemma uh, with no easy answer here. Right. And so this could be another situation where we have a lot of last minute, uh, late into the night, sort of hurried negotiations between Democrats and Republicans, because, of course, if Congress does not approve and if the president does not sign some sort of government funding measure before October 1st begins, there would be a partial government shutdown, which, of course, would be a little bit different than the one, uh, the 35-day shutdown, I believe it was, that occurred under the Trump administration, um, because some of the federal government was funded during that time through full-year appropriations bills. Um, So it, for for example, that shutdown did not impact the Defense Department, and this one would. Um, So if we do see a partial government shutdown begin because of this impasse, um, you know, it would impact the whole of the federal government, uh, not just some departments and agencies like the more recent shutdown did. We will track that all for you and see how this big drama over a government shutdown and debt limit crisis unfolds. This is a critical week, so stay tuned. That does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can always drop us an email. The address is cqpodcast, one word, at cqrollcall.com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call, a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. And I'm Jennifer Shutt, budget and appropriations reporter. You can always stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget Newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back next week. 